guys so this week i decided to have a friend on and this is a friend who i've known for literal years you guys um i've known her for years we've kind of went through almost similar dating experiences which is always a fun ride whenever you go through the dating experiences and you're comparing um the good shit and the bad shit with your friends <laughs> and um yeah i think that this is someone who we see eye to eye on a lot of um, points in life, but then also I think that she's got some great input that I really highly value, and I think that you guys will. Um, but yeah, her name's Natalie, and I'm just gonna go ahead and let the episode speak for itself. So let's get it. Hello. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> okay, perfect. You guys, me and Natalie have been fighting with our phones all morning. Okay, cool. I'm so excited. Okay, can you hear me good? I just want to do like a quick test before we. Yes, I can Getting hear you talking. This. Okay, perfect. Okay, I kind of just want to jump right into things. I know um, you've made a lot of posts and a lot of just like stories, like Instagram, Facebook, everything, you guys. Natalie is like my like Gandhi, honestly. And <laughs> I feel like she's made these posts and I've been like, yes, yes, yes. Like saying things in words that I just wouldn't be able to put in. So um, yeah, I kind of just want to jump in. And get on, like, the too much or too extra topic. Um, I want to know the first time you felt like you were too much or too extra or if someone called you, know, like, what made you feel that way? When did you feel it? And how, how did you feel? Okay. So I would say that me realizing I was a little too much started very young, um, I was the only daughter, niece, granddaughter for about the first 11 years of my life. So I was constantly the center of attention. Um, I was in, I want to say, pre-K three, whenever I got the most melodramatic award at my school. <laughs> so I knew very early on that I had a lot of um, personality and really a stronger personality than most other people that I came into contact with. Um, and I feel like that personality just continued to grow the older that I got. So I would say I knew that I was too much from a very young age. It wasn't until I became an adult woman that I started to really realize what it was like to be the woman that's constantly labeled too much too much right see I find that so interesting because I think that a lot of women can like relate to this but I feel like it can stem from like different places like so so you were made center of attention and so you just put the shoes on and you lived in that role I feel like I am too much too extra because I was kind of like maybe neglected that you know and so I feel like I had to like act out in ways to um to get that attention because in other ways like I just wasn't going to and so I think that that's interesting that we both kind of like got there but took different (laughs) paths to get there and so I just think that like through growing up and I'm sure that you can relate to that as well is just like trying to maybe like fit in with everyone else who is this way it feels like you're just limiting yourself so you feel like okay so what am I supposed to do sit in the corner and like be boring you know like not be myself like it just makes you feel like you're watering yourself down and it's not that like being extra or being too much was something that we had to like do it just it just comes natural honestly that's so funny to say but honestly it does I want to um talk about how maybe like as you were um growing up like how that 
it could have like affected your dating life because I know for mine it definitely did so I'm interested in seeing like if you have any takes on that it definitely has um I've been in two I would say like serious long-term relationships in my life my first one started when I was 15 so I would say from by, by that time I already had men telling me that I was too much I've always <laughs> been fiercely independent um I'm strong certain sure of what it is that I want what it is that I'm looking for and so I think especially dating in high school when boys are you know kind of just looking to play around and you actually have goals and intent and you know what you want they always say that you're asking for too much right Um, now yeah right like now you're the problem like now you want too much because you know what you want it's too much Absolutely. Yes. I, I mean, I remember being 15, 16, 17 and being like, no, this is what I want for my life. This is what I expect <laughs> of you. This is where I'm going. You know, you're welcome to join. But this is th- this is the path that I'm on. I've already decided it. And, you know, I'd love to have you along. But if not, then you won't be. Then we're cool. Right. We're cool off of it. I know. And so I think that also like that plays a part in obviously like intimidating them. And so then them feeling intimidated, you know, draws out the line of, well, she's just too much. Like she's too high maintenance. She's too this. And like, it's really not because most of the time we're doing all the things ourselves anyways. And I think that that kind of goes into like the hyper independency. And so do you know anything that maybe made you that way is it because like throughout dating um you know like you knew what you wanted and maybe it wasn't met and so you were doing it yourself or were there any maybe like um father figure roles in your life that probably like made you that way absolutely I think that my hyper independence probably comes from two things um number one my mom is the ultimate boss bitch go-getter she doesn't need anyone for anything so growing up and I'm vouching watching... for Natalie. Her mom is a boss bitch. Okay, go ahead. Yes, she is. I think watching her my whole life, I'm used to seeing the woman who can do it all on her own. Um, right. And so, of course, growing up as a child, you know, you mimic your mother. And then I think also aside from that, I lost my dad in a tragic accident whenever I was a couple weeks before I turned 17. Um, And I think that that was like a grand awakening in my life. And I probably became much more hyper independent after that. Um, Because, you know, losing a parent is something that shifts your entire world. So everything that I used to be able to call my daddy for, I needed to figure out how I could do those things on my own. And once I realized that I could live a life without my dad here on earth, I realized <laughs> it was over with. <laughs> yeah, it, it was over with for them after that. If I could live without him, there's not really much I still, you know, am relying on a man for. Right. I kind of want to talk about how. I just, I think that how we say, okay, like, you know, we can do it all ourselves and stuff like that. I think through like dating experiences, I don't know if you've had something similar maybe happen with you, but I know through me thinking, okay, I can do it all. Well, and knowing I can do all, you know, everything myself and doing it, it has led me to have partners that are very, very codependent on me. And so through that, you know, it's like, okay, this is all great, you know, while I'm like running the show, but in reality, part of me 
has to be that little girl who had the parents there who was helping her and stuff like that. And and mm-hmm. I will be submissive in the like, you know, given the right relationship. Yes. I'm not going to be submissive to someone who's not. So I kind of want to get your take on that. Do you ever feel like maybe through doing it all and running the show and liking doing that while you're doing so? Do you think that maybe you were taken advantage of or like overpowered? Definitely. I definitely think that me being the person who can come into someone's life and get everything in tip top shape and I handle everything. I rarely ask for help. Um, While those are great attributes to have, they also have their downside in a relationship because you do treat a man how to teach. You do teach a man how to treat you at the end of the day. So if you show him, hey, I don't really need you for anything, that's kind of an insult to his masculine ego. Um, And in turn, he can be a little butthurt about it or he can also be the man who just never steps up because you never made him step up right Uh, and that's my thing is I'll I'll never I'm trying to get better at that but I would never ask for help because I'm like okay well I know how to do it myself why would I ask for help whenever in reality sometimes whenever we're so hyper independent we need to kind of like play damsel in distress like okay I yes. know I know how to fill up my damn tire but like I'm gonna ask him to do it that way he feels like he's helping me you know and because because honestly it, it leads breeding grounds to being another mom them and what I've realized through relationships is that I don't want to be that like I do think that I do give a lot and I can like run the show and be happy while doing that but sometimes I do want to actually be damsel in distress and sometimes I do want help in order to like, you know, make it like a 50 50 in a relationship. We have to let go of some of that hyper independency. Absolutely. I think it takes a certain type of man to be with women like us. Um, For example, my current boyfriend is very strong and certain in his masculinity. He's a dominant man. So there's been a lot of, you know, just trying to figure out how that works together with my personality, because like you said, I can put air in my tire, but (laughs) sometimes ask, girl, you can change the tire. Why are you playing? Girl, I can change the whole, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. I can change the whole tire. Now we can build the damn cars, which I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I could change the transmission, but you know, I'm, I'm going to ask for help. And I think that. I I think that it definitely takes a certain type of man and that there's an upside and a downside to it, like you were saying. I think so for too. And I'm just trying to still find my way in that and being like, okay, like, because there are ways to still come off as like, you know, soft and feminine, but still like run the show and do whatever. And I think that, like you said, it just takes a certain type of guy. And most of the time, you know, they can, okay, she's a boss bitch and she knows how to do this. And it me being masculine figure in the relationship it just I think especially in younger 20s and mid 20s it's very hard to find uh so I think that that's a little bit of an issue too so I don't know yes and I definitely find that a lot of people misconstrue what it is to be the woman who's hyper independent while we can and will do anything that we need to do on our own that doesn't mean that we don't like to have someone there to help or that we don't occasionally need someone to fall back on right Um, so I I think that people see women like us and they're like oh no 
you know, I, I can't do anything for her, obviously, but that's not the case. You have to create a safe place for us. You have to create yes. a place where you're taking care of us emotionally and we trust you. And that's whenever, you know, maybe our hyper independence will kind of take a little bit of a back seat and we can show our more feminine side, but you have to create that space for a woman like us. We're not the girls who come into the relationship, this sensitive flower and a damsel in distress. And I'm not the most ultimately feminine girl in the world, but I have all of those qualities that, and I would love to tap into those qualities, but you have to give me the space to do that. Right. That's what I think so too, as well as just like, you know, being submissive in the right environment is super important for girls who are hyper independent. And just, I mean, if I'm with someone who is super reliable and dependable and I can trust them, I'm so into doing that. Have I been able to experience that yet? Not so much, but like, maybe we'll see. We'll figure it out. (laughs) I don't know. But um, anyways, yeah. Okay. I kind of want to get into one last topic. I want to talk about um, you posted something on your story, maybe a few, it may have been a few months ago, I don't know, but I remember taking a note on it and being like, damn, like I said, you guys, my literal Gandhi, um, it says about guys and how there's two different kinds of guys, I hate to block them in, but I'm going to, because whatever, <laughs> um, how there's like a handyman and a sentimental guy whenever you're dating and kind of like what you picked throughout that, you even mentioned like maybe your mom, um, let me just get like your take on that. Okay, absolutely. So I find in the dating world, there, there tends to be two different types of men. Um, I think that there's the man that is maybe a little more philosophical, very in tune with his emotions. Maybe he's romantic. You know, the, the guy who's a feeler. And then I think that on the other spectrum, there's the guy who's the doer. So this is the guy who can build you a house from three planks of wood, a guy who can change the engine in your car, you know, the the man who handles all of the manly duties. Sure. However, I usually find that with the feeler man, he's not so good at being the doer. (laughs) And the... The doer man is not so good with his feelings. So I had posted a story on Instagram, just kind of getting like feedback from my girlfriends about, you know, what type of man they prefer. Cause I definitely have some friends that their love language is being with the man who can do it all for them. And then there's some girls who don't need the man who can do it all. They want someone who's there emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I personally tend to lean towards the more emotional man. That's probably a result of my hyper independence and right. the fact that I do have the skill set to do a lot of those doer man things on my own. Um, but I think every girl prefers a different type of man. Like for for example, my mom definitely is a lover of the men who can do it all. and that's just not always me yeah see I think that throughout my life like throughout dating so far I have gone towards um the more like philosophical man and through that it has made my hyper independency like like I don't know like okay so we both related on that but then that's what worked for you but then in turns for me I just 
maybe I'm hyper independent and I don't want to be is maybe like my issue. And maybe you're hyper independent and you're okay with it, you know? And so I think that that kind of goes into a lot of it too, because with, you know, having a guy who is sentimental, who is, you know, maybe a little bit more romantic than like what a, I don't know, like quote unquote handyman would be. That was cool. But I was exhausted because I felt like, you know, I was the mom or I was doing this. And so I feel like maybe that'll change and maybe I'll be able to, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll change my mindset. But for now, I feel like I never thought that I would say it. But I think that I do want more of like the doer and the handyman because you know what? Like I'm in tune with my emotions. Maybe I can help him with that. Who knows? But for now, bitch, I'm tired. You know, like like I've gotten to the point to where like I want to go into my receiving era. Like I am hyper independent, but I do kind of want to lay that down for the right person and that's kind of like I don't know where I'm at with it so I think Uh, a lot of that has to do with personal love languages too if you haven't read the five love languages book I recommend everyone in the world needs to read that yes yes Um, yes yes I kind of I wanted to get into that as well I feel like your love languages can I never really thought this until recently but I feel like they almost can change based on like your partners just sometimes because I think that like within like a physical touch like okay so my love languages are um quality time is my first one because uh I like attention you can't give me attention if we're not hanging out so quality time and then um acts of service and so that goes into my more like doer you know Absolutely. And see, and acts of service usually falls in last place on my ranking of love languages. (laughs) My first is definitely words of affirmation. I like to be told, I like to be talked to, conversed with, an emotional conversation does it for me. My See, second would be saying to me, touch. that's why the philosophical man works for you. Because for me, it's like, you can say these things, but uh, miss me with it if you're not about it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think everyone has a different love language. So there's probably many girls like us who feel like they receive their love in a different type of way. Mine just so happens to be the more emotional aspect of a relationship. But there are definitely some girls who feel the most loved, cared for, protected, provided for when a man can do it all. Right. And just having that like reliability is so it's such a it weighs the scale of importance for me is just having reliability just because I haven't had that through growing up. So I've had to create that for myself. So to be able to find someone who can kind of step in would be uh, it's a very important aspect to me whenever I'm like even considering dating someone. Yeah. But yeah, do you have anything else that you want to add? I feel like we hit every note that, I mean, we could talk for hours, obviously, but I think that we hit every note that I kind of wanted to go on today. Do you have any input, anything, if there are any girls who feel like they're too much or too extra and they're feeling like, okay, maybe I should just let down this wall and give it up and just, you know, be like everyone else? Definitely. I have a lot to say on this, but to keep it brief, I spent many, many, many years of my life letting everyone tell me that being too much was something that I needed to change. I felt a constant urge to deaden some of my emotions or cut down on my hyper-independence. I felt a constant need to change myself to conform to the fact that other people thought that I was too much, too dramatic, too loud, too outspoken, too bold. 
And I would say to any girl who feels like that, do not change yourself. You will find your people. You will find your man being exactly who you are. So do not suppress your emotions. Do not suppress your personality to appease anyone. There is someone out there who will love you for exactly who you are. And you are not the one who needs to change. Perfect. Yes, I love that because I feel like 17-year-old me needed to hear that so bad and didn't, but it's fine. Everything's yep, fine. Yep, girl, because <laughs> if I'm too much, go find less. Yes, ma'am. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm so happy that we got to talk. I feel like, like I said, I've always valued you as a friend, and I think that anybody who's listening that can just appreciate everything that we've talked about as well. Um, but yeah, I'm sure, I don't know, next week we can go spend $50 at brunch or something because that just tends to happen. But thank yep. you so much. Enjoy the rest of your week. And well, thank you for having girl. me. Yes, ma'am. You have a great rest of your day. All right, you too. Bye, girl. Bye. Okay, guys, that's going to wrap up that episode. Um, I kind of, whenever I have guests on, I kind of just want it to feel like a phone call. Like, I mean, like you're on FaceTime with us, but maybe like a three-way call type vibe. Just because, um, I mean, the whole reason why I started this was because I felt like I was having some conversations with friends that would be very beneficial for it. Like, I felt like whenever we were talking, it was like, okay this is like we're literally gatekeeping major advice major like relatability to people out there who would love to hear this because like I had said I mean I wish 17 year old me would have heard that being too much or too extra wasn't something that I needed to change it was something that you know my next partner or my friend group or like she said I mean like you'll find your people like it'll all work out and you don't need to change a major part about yourself and lose yourself um, in order to fit in because then I mean you're just gonna feel more alone but that is it you guys thanks for listening and I will be back on a solo episode next week